A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. And I'm so excited we're all married. Oh my gosh. We uh, married. We did, we, it. It. we did it. We did it. It's happened. Is this and the first one we're recording since your well, wedding? No. Well, we know. The first yes, one with right. the three of us. Yes. I mean, yes, yeah. the three of us. But I was like, wait a minute. I, we haven't talked I was about just it. questioning. I was questioning my own sense of reality because it also like feels like that to me. And mm-hmm. I was like, we have. Wait, what? Well, wouldn't that been wild if because our first time recording post weddings was with Chris Brennan. What if we we're like, hey, Chris, we're going to need like 20 up top to <laughs> cover the weddings real quick. Just could you just you know, hang in the waiting room while we talk? <laughs> you need a kombucha like, you know, just get yourself get yourself comfortable. Pull up our charts and uh, we'll be right back with you. No, I mean, yeah, this is the first time it was. Well, we have to start with Julia because I feel like we that now feels like 40 years ago, but also last week. Best wedding ever. Everyone had the best so wedding fun. ever. I'm also going to yeah, say here. Really all was. we really, us three truly had like top notch. Great. 
And it yeah. was so intimidating too going to Lisa's wedding in, in the summer, be like, okay, awesome fucking wedding. All right, here we go. And then Julia's I'm like, all, all right, another banger. What can we do? And then, you know, I was pretty, pretty happy with mine. But yours was yes, awesome. Are it was you amazing. Kidding? Julia, it was what was your any wedding takeaways, astrology wise, life wise, party wise? Wow. The, let the fans salivate it, on your on your love. It was better than I would have ever imagined. Um, and it also really does go by so fast the way that they tell you. Um, and it's just I don't know if it's necessarily astrology wise, but it is a, a constant exercise in just like remembering to be present in that moment and enjoy it and not be worried about um you know, how it's going to be like, oh, am I missing this? Am I, am I doing this wrong or whatever? And just being like, be here, be here, be with this person, be talking to whoever you're talking to right now. And it was really cool. I don't think I've had a lot. It's been a long time. I feel like since I was super intentional like that, both in the experience of it that night of being present and listening to people, but also in the experience, even of just saying, uh, this is a thing that I've been planning for this year and then having it go happen and have it be great was also really cool. And I have like, I, it's felt like it's been a minute since something like that has happened for me, not for not, you know, everything else, everything else has been fine and wonderful too, but it was a, I, like, I haven't had a plan executed in a minute and that felt really cool. That's it was so, so great. Every part of it. I was it was really fun for me being the first one to have the big party to watch the similarities of all three of our stuff and how it was still individual, but yet like I felt like our personalities each shone through a lot. Um Stevie, how'd you feel about yours? I think I mean you really Said of what a lot of the things I felt too, Julia, where everyone does say like it happened so fast and it does, especially because everything is basically on like an hour time frame. Like you arrive, then the ceremony, then you drink, then you eat. It's so like I I didn't have a phone or watch on me, but I knew exactly what time it was. I'm like, well, dinner's starting, so I guess it's six. So here we go. And I had some weather scares and I really had to check that about myself and I, my control freakness because I cannot control the weather. It was looking real rough for, for, for a little bit. And then when the clouds parted and it got 10 degrees warmer and the sun came out, I went, all right, all those Catholic prayers I did the last week really worked. You know, I got on my knees and prayed to God for some like decent, I'm like for two hours, just please give me some decent weather and yeah, you just have to surrender a bit, but have, it's just so fun. It's like, it's a very fun feeling. And I same what you said, Lisa, it's like, it was also, there was lit crossover cause we have built a little life ourselves together and, the, and we've done this all in the same year, but then also who we are as individuals and then who we are in our, let's not forget these guys, I guess. And who we are in these partnerships too, was just super cool. I mean, this maybe I'll I'll reveal the information on the Patreon, but I did get red wine poured all over me <laughs> right after <laughs> my ceremony by an astrology celebrity. 
I'll name names on the Patreon, patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. Also, uh, that was intense. Remember we were talking about Mars or Neptune? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's so spilling because yeah. I there I saw a bunch of people spilling, too. It was it was. Ooh, I, I'm excited to come back to the Mars squared up tune of it, but maybe it was a softening of Mars, too. I feel like normal me would have tried or maybe that was wedding me as well. I was just at that point of game time. I was like, I'm not here to figure out anything. I'm here to go stand and have like a harem of women, you two included, uh, at me with white wine and Tide pens and take care of it. And it did magically come out, which that was the weird thing of the day was how many magical things like that shouldn't have worked, but it did. Okay. Oh, and that thing that should have been an obstacle just wasn't. I mean, I think, I think Jupiter did go direct on that day. If I, if I recall, or was it Neptune? I think it was, I don't know. Stuff was, stuff was up in the air and it, we've just felt very blessed and highly favored. And Julius, excuse me, I'm sorry, Julius saying, at my fucking wedding. Yeah, it was awesome. She's dating my stepdad. And that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was my dream come true. I was like, okay. Uh, Surprise, you have a new stepmommy. He wants her vocals <laughs> recorded for the track that he recorded. Just oh, so you know. I w- yes, I would love to. We'll talk. We'll talk yes. about it. So well, just lots of great surprises. And also, even for your Julia, like I just loved your I love your fa- I missed like all your families at mine. That's what I felt. I was like, oh, I wish. Marsha and Jim and everybody was here like because I just feel like I've become so family with y'all's families this year so um we'll just have to do some big ass what's your sign family holiday party or something well that's one of my favorite things about weddings is the family part of it and the extension Mm -hmm. of families and I do think that there is something however however systemically problematic I do think that there is something wonderful about agreeing to like become family with people that aren't your family that's and that's extended family included and that's friends included and those kinds of things of saying like these are people who are extensions of me and because we care about these people we are all now bound in this way not literally married but we all are part of that celebration for someone and so we do share that and we keep that in mind as we like go out into the world and uh think about our friends and family and their friends and family and so on and so forth and I think there's also something really cool I love that that's totally like on on the money I think there's also something really cool about like I don't know even the wine thing and problem solving where it is a day (laughs) where you do have to figure it out I think there's other days Mm -hmm. where you don't have to because not everybody is there or that but it's there is both uh Hopefully, I know that that's not always the case for everyone, and we are very lucky to all have wonderful friends um, and and communities so, around us. So, so if you had any day like the days we had, you just realize how fucking lucky you are in in life. And yes, I think someone. I think I don't know if it was you or Steve said that at your wedding. Like, look how fucking lucky we are. Look around. It's like, yeah, not everyone gets such love. Hmm. But you do have a bunch of people that can help you fix whatever mm-hmm. is going on. And it doesn't mean that it's going to go perfect. But I think it also is, um, you know, everyone's going to try their best and they're going to show up for you and they're going to do whatever they can to make it be as close to what you were trying to do. And I think that that's really powerful um, for everybody involved. I don't know. I hope. Mm-hmm. I hope. Look, 
Look, I, as you know, also at my wedding, I did do an astrological breakdown of what percentage of which signs of the guests were present. And we had 15 Virgos there, so or 14 Virgos there. So the amount of Tide pens. I like couldn't believe how many people came ready to clean stuff. So I I was definitely in good hands um, just from like an astrological point of view with like very dependable earth signs and just everybody really just stepping, was, stepping it all up. That was such an interesting moment too, because we also didn't know what we were going to get when we walked in to help. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're, she could be screaming, she could be crying. Like, oh, me, you, were, you yeah. had such a good attitude about it. And you were just like, yeah, we'll, we'll laughing and we'll get it figured out and like tell everyone I'm fine. I was like, worst case, someone's going to Target to get me a white outfit. I already took the cute picture. Like my, I went straight to Zen Buddhist. Like, I, well, what else? What am I going to do? <laughs> my, yeah. my day is ruined but like some people would yeah and absolutely. also no one would blame you yeah you know like no i was i'm i'm just gonna chalk that up to mars retrograde i think i would have actually maybe been a bigger brat if i wasn't so well everything else has really worked out so if this is my one snafu okay that really sucks and is weird i it was so funny my helper jessica who was awesome the handy femme in la hire her she was saying to Mandy, our photographer, who was also Julia's photographer, like, this must happen like all the time. And Mandy just quietly was like, no, yeah, no, it doesn't. It really does it. No, the bride doesn't get covered with red wine 45 Moments. minutes yeah. into, the, into the wedding. It's a little, it was a little first, soon. first thing you guys listeners like yeah. like ceremony ended yay okay cocktail now this i get to talk to people i for now the first pronounce time. you stevie and pablo and then covered in red wine it i'm glad it was cheap. like a confetti toss on the yeah. way back down the aisle we revealed that we just threw red wine at her. <laughs> it was so so redonkulous but i will say all our weddings rocked and the i think it was aaron lampart who said the few weeks before, you're going to be like, why am I doing this? And then the day of, you're going to be like, I want to do that again. Yay, that was so fun. This is awesome. And that that checked out. And I think there's something interesting about not have done do done doing something before where you're like, there's no way it feels like this. Or the day goes so fast for those things you hear. And you're like, oh, they're all true. Interesting. That's how history and experience and knowledge can be so accurate all all the time. but. It was great. Did either of you have celebrity run-ins the week surrounding your wedding or engagement? Ooh. Mm. No, I don't think. No. But we were because also, I don't know if you had the same thing, Julia, but since we were in this Thanksgiving time, I definitely like try to stay away from people for the most part. That like bubble window of illness didn't help my celebrity run-ins were you i no i was out and about i was (laughs) i was like well you had that pre-thanksgiving i know it's like here we go i was like i'm really i'm really rolling the dice with this and uh i think it paid off or i mean it didn't it didn't uh it didn't just yeah Yeah. it didn't not happen um i am trying to remember i don't recall anything close to my wedding or engagement but I did see someone 
I saw a repeat character actor at the Grove when I was getting my dress for Stevie's wedding Mm. and who I had seen over the summer, too. And so I was like, oh, and it it was um, okay. I got to look up his name. I don't know his name offhand. He's a like Christopher Guest player. Oh, okay, that's big. Um, uh, the blonde and guy. was in Best in Show, which is funny because we watched the dog show together. We did. That was the best. Thing and so I was like, life. "Oh my gosh, this is perfect for a perfect sighting." Ed Bag or what's his name? No, not Ed Bagley. Michael Michael Hitchcock. Michael Hitchcock. If you look him up, you will absolutely recognize the face if you are a fan of. The oh, I love him. Yes. movies. He's been in many oh. things. Too. I also saw him at a coffee shop and we were sitting right next to each other. Was it Starbucks? Yes. No. I don't want to say oh, which one. That... I don't want to blow up his spot. Well, it just because he's it in might the be one that one of us isn't allowed at. <laughs> he's Wait, in the braces I'm, I'm with the Starbucks, watching the Starbucks, watching you from across the Starbucks with the LL Bean thing. I love him. Okay, Did cool. You, Lisa? I, I everyone in my family kind of has a story. And I we saw Diane Keaton, but you guys already knew oh. that. I so I was just wondering if it was a general wedding thing or if it was more of a like bloodline cancer season related. Oh, no. That's a blood. <laughs> I think that's a bloodline. Yeah, that's a bloodline for sure. The stars were just out that summer, cancer season, out and about. Every yeah, no, I'm trying to no, I haven't seen anyone of note, but I'll keep my eyes. I'll keep my eyes peeled. See? A shooting, a shooting star. <laughs> Broad By that, we mean we're taking those really horrible candid photos of them. Yeah, <laughs> when we see them. I mean, now I don't know if y'all have felt this, but it just feels like a lot of tabs in my brain are now closed after the like. I mean, just the amount of people emails and about stuff. You're like, this is so dumb. Like this flowers and oh these like cheaper plastic forks or these nicer like you're just like talking about stuff that just feels so silly but then when it's when you know when you see the whole final show you're like yeah but it does feel like I can actually think about other shit it is weird how encompassing it does become even if you're like I'm chill I don't think all I'm not all about my wedding it's like well you kind of have that month before you actually have to be because you can't miss that shit yeah. Yeah. It's well, I mean, like six hours of entertaining people. It's mm-hmm. not nothing. Yeah. It's no yeah. simple feat. No, it's not. And it's not always, I get why people don't do it. It's not always mm-hmm. easy or fun and it's hard. And I'm also very glad that we all did because it was really cool. And it was cool to have that be, I did not think that we were going to have a year of weddings the same way that I feel like people do when they're in their 20s or yeah what are we like high school small towners all this <laughs> year where we're all like oh my god I'm gonna give birth to my baby Kaylin next summer and we're all getting married this year and it no was shade. awesome no shade was- to our families <laughs> but it was awesome I didn't think I it thought rocked. that that was an experience it was also a lesson in that and maybe this is the Jupiter and Aries retrograde back into Pisces to where it was an experience that I thought was past our time and so to be able to have that experience also and to be getting married at the time that I wanted to too mm-hmm. because I didn't want to necessarily do this in my 20s I didn't want to do like be part of that 
then and then to be able to still kind of have that and share it with people that are also at the same place is cool no yeah that's 100 percent. i'm glad it was like now this feels like the right time and and julia we have parallels too we got married before we had weddings so i think before we were like oh like like our elopement was so awesome like it was so nice to be alone and do this thing and then we had the wedding we're like that was pretty sick <laughs> like we both were amazed at how much we liked the wedding. We liked the wedding way more than we thought we would. Cause our private time was, I, and I would advocate for that too. If, if you're someone that maybe wants that more intimate private moment, you can have both. It did make doing our vows the second time so much easier. Cause we couldn't really speak the first time when we were just eloping together in Hawaii, like just you couldn't audibly understand it, just too much crying. And I was like, oh, I've said this before and I can, I'm going to, I mean, I teared up, but I didn't fall like the way I did the first time, which I'm kind of thankful that I had a dress rehearsal for this big perform because it is a show, you know, you're really, you're really putting on a show with, with the wedding, but also if there's, love and support and friendship and community doesn't feel like a show but you do realize like there's some, it's pageantry like coming out too I was like oh I'm not gonna see Pablo's walk down because I'm like hidden like they have to hide me like I, I forget that there's those elements of the routine that you that you can't and also you can do whatever the fuck you want with a wedding that's a good reminder to you, you can lose old traditions you can bring in something new you can d lean in or lean out as much as you want Mine, oh. I could see everyone, and it was very unsettling to be like, <laughs> you're I alone, go. you're yeah. alone. And it's, and like, I had a coordinator with me who was just like an extra day of help, and she was, I think, trying to distract me. And she kept being like, Who's that? And I'm like, I have no idea. I forgot who I invited to this thing. Like, I'm so nervous. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, seeing people, everybody walk out, and I don't know. It was, it is. You, you're you know count, everybody count your own blessings mm -hmm, totally. <laughs> you give up the the being able to see for the anxiety and vice versa mm -hmm. turning that corner and like walking in and making the entrance it was one of the coolest things that's ever happened like I'm, it was awesome <laughs> like... it, it's it is i've never been so in demand ever where everyone wants to talk to you, take a picture with you, is telling you how gorgeous you are. It's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and also picking all the music. Like, it's just, ah, uh, it's so fun to, like, curate something that's so you yeah. and that person. of like, this is the stuff we like to eat. This is the music we like to listen to. This is, like, the vibe. It's, uh, yeah, I'm a wedding girl now. Oh, my God. Let's do it. Let's do it again. Vow renewals, anyone? Let's do it. Three-way renewals. Invite us to your weddings. Oh my god! Ab <laughs> well, yeah, you. Oh, we should officiate. That would be sick. What's your sign? Astro-related officiating. All three of us. Hundred <laughs> more we of us be... than the, the <laughs> yeah, than people the getting married. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in your bridal well, we party. Will, we will be having a party on the seventh of January that you yes. guys can come to and yes, and um, see us all have. Our wedding out. celebration is a second time. <laughs> yeah. January 7th. I mean, we could, we have the info, right? We can plug 4,100 yeah, bar. Yeah, 4,100 bar. It's going to be in the afternoon. We didn't, I don't think hammer down a time yet, but yeah, we'll be there. 
We'll be details there. To come. Yeah, details to come, but save the date, as they say save in the biz. Save the date. At What's Your Sign Podcast, all the links. If you're here, you probably know how to find it, but we'll post everything. But yeah, back to, oh my God, I can't, wait, I can't believe we're going to have a live party. It's been so long. It's going to be sick. I'm ready to party. I'm like, yeah, I'm, this year just got to be like turbocharged. Well, that's but not this cap too. season. No, Although, <laughs> I don't know. Actually, no, I'm ready. Season? This cap season has me ready to go in. This feels like such a good end of the year cap season. But, I gotta show you guys. I'll post a picture of it. I made I made like collage notes for this. Oh my gosh, like, gorgeous! Season, like yeah. got me. Yeah, got I me. I was gonna text you guys before we got on, but I was like, I'll save. I was like, I was having breakthroughs just thinking about Capricorn season. There was just things that were clicking, especially in terms of the 2022 of it all. Where it's like, <laughs> maybe it's because well, queer cosmos friend Colin Bedell mentioned about how we're starting out 2023 with Venus and Capricorn like we started this year too mm -hmm. and I just made me think of what we're choosing to do and what we choose to power through just a lot coming up with Capricorn season of really what the fuck are, if, if this year already hasn't been like what the fuck are we doing I think this cap season's gonna really marinate on that more well Venus is really active too at least mm -hmm. at the very beginning it is and then I know that next year sometime venus will go retrograde i believe during in the summer i think it's yeah it's like i think it's venus it's in leo. leo i know that's so be, mm -hmm, i mean be. venus seems like it might be you know somewhere near the forefront of our minds um this mm -hmm. cap season and into the next year well i think that happens because we do have the you know this is a mars retrograde year and we then I feel like that leads us kind of into a Venus retrograde because we're considering motivations and taking actions. And then we have that kind of like pause. Once we Mars goes direct, we start doing stuff and then we take that pause in Venus retrograde. And I know it doesn't always work out that way, but I think for this year or next, this coming year, uh, for sure. A couple things came to mind because I agree, Venus is definitely at the forefront and it's what kind of is I think exciting we're getting these trines to Uranus during Capricorn season, which I think is interesting in Capricorn season when we would think of it being a little bit more conservative, a little more traditional to be getting these Uranus trines. And we've been having, you know, Saturn square Uranus for the past two and a half years as a background transit, also very much in the foreground at points too. But I mean, just this year specifically, it hasn't been exact, but it still has been playing out. And so I think having some flow with Uranus feels exciting to me. One, because it's Uranus, but also just in Capricorn, in Earth signs, kind of in this, when we've had Uranus and Taurus for a bit, it's still going to be there for a bit longer as well until 2025. But this feels like definitely a changing of the guard. And I feel like you, Lisa, brought up that next year we're going to have Saturn leaving Aquarius, moving into Pisces. We're going to have Pluto moving into Aquarius, uh, not for good. It will obviously retrograde back. But I think that this Uranus trine to me does kind of, I don't know, make me feel a little hopeful, make me feel a little excited about what, what we maybe can't conceive of now. But with some reiteration through this Capricorn season, we, I think, will definitely have a better picture of what that might mean for us at the end of it. We get that first trine to Venus, uh, to Uranus on the 22nd of December, and then we get another trine to Uranus 
later on in we get a mercury trine and i believe we get another one from venus as well i'm sorry i'm looking through my notes and there's a venus mars trine Mm -hmm. on Um, uh the ninth of january we get a sun uranus that's what i'm looking at it's not another venus we get a sun uranus conjunction on the 5th of january at that same degree and then we get a sun mercury conjunction venus and mercury have a conjunction as well so they're like traveling close by and especially because it stations retrograde so i just feel like we're getting a lot around there it's gonna move we have that venus uh Mercury Venus conjunction on the 29th, the day that Mercury stations retrograde. Um, Venus is also sextiling Neptune. We've been having these difficult Neptune aspects up until this point. So it does feel like we're just getting, I don't know, a different side of some of these aspects that have been plaguing us for a while, which feels right as we're rounding out this Mars retrograde period. We won't be out of the shadow until March, but it does feel like, I don't know, I'm saying a lot of data. The finish line is in sight, but we still have one last leg of the race, which feels like the majority of this Capricorn season time. What did you collage? Like, what is what is it? Well, I or started. Like, it's funny. Did you have because like a source of picture that you're using? I kind of just picked it up and I've been having collage stuff out for a while. I've been wanting to collage for months, but mm-hmm. kind of started had had ideas for different projects and then it would just never materialized um but i grabbed randomly steve got an architectural digest dis- prescri- prescription subscription <laughs> okay and so they've been they've been coming to the house and i was like oh i'll see if there's anything i just like felt called to bring it over and even the phrase architectural digest felt like Capricorn season to me because it is both this looking back on the year and looking forward on the new year and reviewing where we've been to go forward and that kind of architecting and digesting, building and critiquing, being a very Saturnian Capricorn endeavor. And I liked some of these phrases. There was one that was just like, design authority too which was another phrase that I was like oh that's so Capricorn um it also made me think of how magazines work I was tripping out on because Mercury as we're recording this um Mercury and Venus are now in Capricorn and thinking about how this is the time that Sag Sag season but with placements in Capricorn with Mercury and Venus is when we get a lot of year-end raps and best of lists mm-hmm. and things like that and how that feels Who very have you been this last year <laughs> yeah it feels very big picture sag of like taking the whole year into account but also the ranking and the uh, mm-hmm. analysis part of capricorn and also thinking about how magazines come out like the month in advance and so that like also feels very capricorn to me when we're re- already we're like already in next year kind of intellectually speaking what we're dreaming of what we're thinking of even though we're not time there but we're already kind of always planning and thinking ahead and how that kind of got me in the I don't know the Capricorn space of you totally getting bigger hit on something I wrote down for this themes of Capricorn season just kind of zooming out and looking at the transits and the aspects and what's coming up for us I mean we are basically like pretty much the entire Capricorn season in Mercury retrograde or if not Mercury retrograde, the shadow of Mercury retrograde and a big chunk of this also still in Mars retrograde. It's just a really retrograde time, which means to reassess a lot of the time or see, you know, oh, this goal I want to do, 
what the fuck's up with my goal? It's like, is it how you're doing the goal maybe? Or is it, or are we getting back to the mission statements? But what you said with this collage material, very, oh, I like, I left it out. So I'll do it is just also very Capricorn of instead of maybe making the list of the things I want to do, it's like, or if you actually just start doing the thing, that's how a lot of times we start doing a thing. But it made me think of, and this was just like an example I wrote down this Capricorn and I'll, I'm, sometimes I have to just read what I wrote verbatim, but this Capricorn season made me think of when people want to like get off social media or something. And the like challenge is like to quit cold Turkey and just to, like to lose this thing that's integrated into our lives and also very addictive, but it's like, well, I really want to read. So I need to like quit social media. It's like, well, or you can make more, if you read more, the social media will be less inherently. So I think the goals always go with this. Like I'm going to lose this so I can do that. It's like, or you can just do that. And then hopefully the, this will start to, to fit, to fade away. I know I'm making that like hella simplified and it's not as easy as that. But and their addiction is real, but that's what made me think of in terms of big themes for this cap season, instead of this, like cut off, like close out thing. I think it's just that repurposing of energy is gonna cut out the things you don't, you want to cut naturally, hypothetically, spiritually. Mm -hmm. I, I think this Capricorn season is, it's going to start off with such a bang. I mean, the mm -hmm. last day of Sag season, we have Jupiter entering Aries. And then the first day of Capricorn season, it is like sun square Jupiter at zero degrees. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and then well, welcome we to the venus, winter solstice <laughs> the winter solstice and then venus trying uranus and then by the time there's the new moon on the 23rd and this is peak like i forgot somebody's gift time you know yeah mm -hmm. um on the 23rd i think we have five planets in capricorn so that's going to be very like feel like very regimented and like you know i've already gotten the call of what time and this and i feel like not every year it's that organized mm -hmm. Um, and then Christmas Eve, we have another transit. I mean, it's just, I feel like it's bang, 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 bang. Yeah. So I do feel like what you're saying, Stevie, about kind of thematically, you know, doing something more in order to, you know, kind of silently quit something or whatever. Um, I think that's, that can definitely work here. I mean, there's enough quote unquote distraction happening, mm -hmm. um, with transit after transit after transit that it might feel like, huh wow, I just didn't, you know what? I didn't, I didn't mean to, but I think I quit cigarettes or whatever, like whatever <laughs> your thing is. Yes. Well, it also feels like that. I love Plus that pressure opening. too. Yes. That's why I love that opening square to Jupiter because I think it's actually a really motivating one. It is that kind of keeping yourself in check and the uh, application of discipline, the application of tension being the thing that actually does often end up getting you getting things done. It does feel like that push to get your last minute Christmas gift sort of thing where you do somehow pull out. Somehow we always do find the time in the holiday season because you have uh, the same way that I feel like about having a wedding makes you have to kind of deal with things and problem solve. This feels a little bit that where you go, well, what is what is your philosophy about a thing? Because if it is to be someone who does these things, then you better figure out a way to do you waited to the last minute. Don't let that be the thing that derails you totally. Now here's the pressures on what do you do? Yeah. And 
I know I'm jumping the, well, we're getting closer to there as we inch towards these transits, which also on Christmas Eve and um, on like the 28th, there's, there are those sextiles to Neptune to with Mercury to Neptune on the 24th and then the Venus to on the 28th. But, and then on the 29th, then we have Mercury retrograde in Capricorn. I think this is a great reminder of, yeah, we're, you know, we're past Christmas, but we're still going to be in that shadow. It is pre that New Year's time. We are in Mars retrograde time. So I think too, where, where we can say no is probably going to be important too. I just had to do like, you know, we're in the shadow for Mercury right now while we're recording. And my mom like really wanted me to come for New Year's Eve. And it sounded great. Like we'll cook for you and you'll meet our new cat and we'll cuddle. And it was just too fucking expensive. And I just had to say, I can fly out five days later. It, like, if if it was extra important to me for be on that day, sure, I would have made it work. Very Capricorn season, but is that date as important? Not really so much. I'm gonna sit this out and wait until the price drops because I just don't want to be a fucking sucker in this algorithm of low fare calendars. <laughs> so yeah. I'm gonna wait that out. So. I, I think, think New Year's Eve is a great one with uh, Venus yeah. conjunct Pluto to sit mm-hmm. out. Oh, sit everything is like, like stay in <laughs> yeah. uh, wild energy. Who knows? I mean, it could be, could be really fun. Sounds like a hospital visit. <laughs> like it sounds like slipping on ice and drunk as fuck on the most, after getting out of the most expensive Uber you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, on the opposite side with Capricorn is cancer. You know, Capricorns like to stay home too. So maybe it's a house part. Maybe it's something a little more local and homey. But yeah, there's a lot this holiday season that's like, maybe I'll skip that. Or maybe I'll make it more small or more practical, right? In that Capricorn sense. Like, let's make this work. Or maybe one of us should DD so we don't have to spend this much. Or, you know, fear if there are going to be even enough Ubers in this town to get us home or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I think Christmas Eve seems really beautiful, um, with the Mercury sextile Neptune. I feel like that one seems very like flowy and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that can kind of sometimes in our heads set the tone for New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And so I think there might be a lot of people that are excited to go out and experience, you know, I'm thinking at Universal Studios, how they have the big tree and they play music and it's so grand. And, you know, you go on Christmas Eve to see a movie or something and it feels real cozy. And then, you know, I'm sure I've never been, but I'm sure on New Year's Eve, City Walk is like a big city. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like not as like not as cute and quaint as it was the week before. I feel like sometimes people might this year, particularly because also of everything else happening there might be a little oh we'll make up for it this let's go hard we didn't get to go hard at this time we missed our thing so let's go and people kind of overdoing it and overindulging over imbibing whatever whatever that means on a holiday that's already for that but it does feel like it is just just watch yourself I also like I don't know I I'm I like a Pluto conjunction with anything because I also think that it is a night to, to also, I don't know. That feels like a real new year's reset 
to me too, where it also mm-hmm. is like, Hey, if this is the last night I have done many a new year's, I've had many a failed resolution, but I have also used, I feel like the power of new year's Eve to go like, this is the last night you do this. And there is something to me about that Pluto in there going like, if there's a habit you really want to break or something you really are re- looking to start, I feel like this is one where we could really make that bond. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be really sexy too. I think mm-hmm. this could be like a really romantic night too. I mean, I do worry with Pluto's like obsessive control power qualities, which could be hot if consensual and good. But yeah, if you're, I don't know, this could be like a good confessing crush sort of. It feels like very rom-com sort of night. Like it feels like everything f- that could go right and wrong could on this night. I find it the purge. I feel like that's what <laughs> Venus conjunct Pluto conjures for me is like this is the purge energy there's still rules but we've all agreed that the rule is there's no rules mm-hmm. um so that and i think that happens naturally on these kind of party holidays and stuff so it's just a day to, i think be careful um but i think and with mars retrograde yeah it, and mercury retrograde yeah. my god what and <laughs> also the same as what stevie's saying is that if we're in a committed loving space or in a place where Safe. boundaries already exist then throwing all the rules out the window can be like one of the most exciting most fun like times if it's like we're gonna finally use that what's the um netflix has a uh it'll shuffle for you and just yeah. pick something like we're gonna yeah. finally try that and and imagine like it changes your whole relationship i'm thinking you know me and my <laughs> husband always struggle to pick something together but it's like wow this thing you know we, we just threw all the rules out the window mm-hmm. yes totally and this is another note i wrote just while i was vibrating on capricorn energy too is i think capricorn gets so much of this goals stuff right like goal oriented and ambition but capricorn's also not goals for goals sakes there is usually like a mission statement a reason what they actually want to do and i think I think this season and then also being the energy we're taking into our next calendar year is important too, because I think getting back aligned with like, well, did you want to like dress up cute or did you want to go out or did you want to like have a nice dinner or was it really just important for you to like dance? Like, I think knowing what the goal is, I started to plan a trip with a good friend and you know, we're in that still in that Mercury shadow and Mars retrograde time. And we're like, yes, in spring, we want to do this. And then we're like, well, it would, then we need a day for jet lag. And this is like, all I really want to do is spend time with you in somewhere that feels tropical. So maybe we don't need to go to Bali and can go to Mexico. We'll go to Bali next year or we'll do this thing. And I think we're already starting to feel that energy kind of bleed into the the beginning of next year too, of like, what is just, what can we actually do? And I think too, it being that this first normal year, air quotes, isn't that hilarious? We thought this would just be the first normal year. Like, what a what a crock of shit that that turned out to be. And next year is not going to be normal either. So I think there is this one to like doing it all. And I think, yes, seize it when you can. But then also knowing knowing when to edit and knowing when it's like, well, what's the thing? What's the thing you really want out of this experience or job or relationship? Like, I don't I think getting back to really the goal, the goal but not just any old goal, like the actual target thesis ethos of what you're, what you're doing out here. The goal in the sense of it should feel like you are 
working towards something, not to just mm-hmm. accomplish something so you can check it off or say that you got it, which that is definitely still present. I mean, there's there's low and high vibes to everything. That certainly is a thing to kind of just keep grinding to be grinding. But I yeah. think that more what we're talking about and what is available to us in the highest vibe of Capricorn is to be intentional about what you're doing, knowing that it all leads, it all builds on something. So what you are doing does create the rest of your reality. And that leads you to accomplish things that you intend to accomplish. And it also just sets up habits. It sets up your health. Mm-hmm. It sets up your, you know, your friendships, your relationships, how you feel about yourself, how you are able to move about in the world. And so I think not thinking of things as being consequential to me is Capricorn at its finest, mm. remembering that these things are of consequence, your actions, your thoughts, your words, the way that you architect your life has consequences. So be thoughtful about that because that's that. what else is life except for like doing things over and over again, really, Ooh. you know, that's maybe my cat moon talking, but it is, you are a collection of what you do over and over and over again. So be thoughtful mm-hmm. about it. Tis the season to be intentional, not obligational. Mm-hmm. Well, and we do have, I think this is another one continuing. We've seen this a lot. These squares to Chiron too are something that stood out to me as um, repeating mm-hmm. In this cap season, we have a square to Chiron uh, for the new moon on the 23rd. Uh, there's a square not in the new moon itself, but later on the moon squares Chiron at 11 degrees, which is a repeating one. I couldn't. And it I goes, Chiron goes direct too. I think on December 23rd on that new moon day mm, as well. And we get a sun square Chiron on the 2nd of January at that same 11 degrees. Um, and then we get another Chiron moves forward. We get a Mercury square Chiron in the new year on the 11th of January. We also get a Venus sextile to Chiron that following day on the 12th. So again, we have Venus kind of shoring up here, uh, helping us out. And then at the end of the month, we get a square um, Chiron square Uranus, which I also like too, because Uranus and Venus have been in this conversation too. So it does feel like there is stuff, I don't know, happening, moving and shaking. And we are dealing Mm -hmm. with some stuff that takes a few because we're in such a retrograde time, these are things that I feel like have been with us for a while, whether that means a while as in the past few years or a while as in these are childhood trauma wounds that we are also coming up against. And I think they can be both and not mutually exclusive, but it also feels like we're going to get a few passes over these things. This is all happening around the same thing. So I think definitely that like 11 degrees 14 degrees, 15 degrees in that kind of like eight, let's say eight to 15 degree area of anything cardinal um, is worth taking a look at anything, anything really, because it's, you know, Uranus there too. But I think we're going to be seeing, oh, the moon square Chiron is also on the full moon in Cancer on the sixth as well. We're getting it again from the, we get it from Capricorn at the beginning. We get it from Cancer later on. So we are seeing these things that we've been going over and over and over back and forth over the year from all of the angles. And I think that kind of sets us up to be in a good place to go. All right. It's a new year. What are we, Mm -hmm. what are we starting? We've been able to Mars retrograde review our motivations and actions. We're Mercury retrograding our thoughts and plans and ways Mm -hmm. of thinking. What, what are we transforming through Uranus? What are we shaking up? 
One of the things that I think is kind of interesting is that on the 22nd of December, we have the Venus trine Uranus retrograde. And then by the 14th of January, it's square, the same mm-hmm. two planets. Um, and I feel like most often we see it square first, maybe, or maybe I'm, it's just that way in my brain. Um, but I think it's a nice kind of uh, something to hold on to on that 22nd date to remember how it felt when things went easy. Because I think we all have that those relationships and those friendships and and things that come up in our lives where, oh, if actually the fact that I like for me, one of my transportation woes is like there's really no route to work. Like I have to take two or three buses or trains to get to where I work. Um, I could see the one day being like, oh, it's so nice that I get to drive to work. And then, you know, two weeks later getting that, like, how come there's no bus route? So kind of remembering the, the, like, remember how nice you felt that day when you were in a good mood driving to work, whatever your thing is, it might come up twice. And especially with Mars still being in Gemini, I think that repeated nature sometimes gets kind of irking to us. Um, I think it might be good, especially since it's kind of towards the start of cap season to really take those those blessing things and hold on to them for later mm. I like that that work made me think of x which i feel like are very trendy right now too and that mars gemini with the retrograde of it all is a good reminder too of like watching out who we complain to too uh especially with mercury retrograde especially if in written form or whatever just just keep if you just keep things to yourself. Doesn't mean we have to repress, but I just don't trust people to keep things t- also to themselves. Again, with that Mars gossipy Gemini energy, and then Capricorn being this sign of power and position. Like we just saw, and maybe it's a good thing they posted this. Like those like nurses in Atlanta being like, "Ah, here's our complaints about bitches in the maternity ward," and you're like, "Yeah, like you should have really kept that to yourself," versus posting. You're a health professional. So, hey, maybe that was a good thing that they posted that. So that way, higher management, whatever knows. But I just think of stuff like that, where especially in the TikTokification of our lives, where we are like so into pranks and like, oh my God, I'm going to do this thing to get that person. And you're like, these are also like, we're all real people out here, just a reminder. So if it's, it's probably not that funny and it's probably not that interesting. So maybe go back and do more work on it in very like Capricorn fashion. Well, remembering the like two sides to every story of mm-hmm. it or the, yeah. If you're not interested in hearing the feedback, say whatever you want, but you, that doesn't mean that there isn't going to be feedback or blowback or someone else Con- saying, back to actually the consequences. From this, yeah. From this, actually from this angle, that's how you experienced it. From my side, you did X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. here's this. Uh, my favorite is am I the asshole on Reddit too when someone like really thinks they're not and they just get obliterated. But then the best is when they come back, they're like, okay, I've thought about this and I apologize and I did this or you know, whatever. Cause some folks just can't and ourselves, you know, all of ourselves included can't see themselves sometimes. And I think this is like, I love this like reflection intention, even what you said, Lisa, too, of like what we had before you know, we wanted that before and now we're here and now it feels like what's the next thing. And even coming back to weddings, like being present 
or being grateful or having that gratitude or what we what we're here doing. I think that this this Capricorn season has like very zen. It can have like a very zen effect too. I think if utilized, uh, if you if utilized, period. <laughs> like if you if you want to use it. I mean, we're also having Mars just go direct. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my god, this time. So I mean, yeah. we're still gonna be kind of in the shadow. When is that? The period. January twelfth. On January twelfth, well, yeah. the same day that we get a Venus sextile to Chiron, mm-hmm. Mars stations direct. I also think. Am I wrong? Are Gemini and Capricorn quincunks to each other? Well, Gemini's opposite of Sag and then one sign over. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it stations Mars stations direct at eight degrees of Gemini. Mercury stations direct at eight degrees of Capricorn later okay. on in the year. Not not related. But I do also feel like this quincunx season of the Mars retrograde and then the Mercury retrograde in Capricorn and that like Mercury ruling Mars stationing retrograde and these two kind of unexpected energies working out together going like, hey, aren't you sick of this too? And you go like, mm-hmm. yeah, actually, thanks so much for saying that. I I hadn't thought of it that way. And now we're going to, I don't know, just an unexpected team kind of coming together. Mm-hmm. I just noticed those both eight degrees of the stations and how it is a similar kind of I don't know, path that these these two planets are retrograding over. Mm-hmm. I also feel like generally mid-January is when work stuff really starts ramping back up. And it's interesting to me because Capricorn is such the sign of work and boundaries and all this stuff. Maybe it's just because in LA, you know, a lot of production shut down and things are, you know, kind of a little bit slower, but I do feel like just for the most part, it's like the Capricorn season, a lot of it is like time off. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, too, because it's like what we do at that time off. Obviously, typically people are traveling, they're buying gifts, they're setting the table perfectly and, you know, leaving cookies out and doing all these checking lists and checking them twice and all those things that are very Capricorn, but not at like in a work environment necessarily like it's things that are happening more in your social life and so I do really like this kind of 12th 13th 14th we have Mars direct sun sextile Neptune and then that Venus square which might be a little tough um but it's like hey we're kind of like sticking our toes back into making sure I'm like at work on time and making sure like my clothes are clean the night before and all those kind of things. Um, And then we just have the sun conjunct Pluto as like a final major transit before we get into Aquarius season, which happens that following Wednesday on the 18th. The same day um, that Mercury stations direct. direct. Yeah. So I do think it is kind of this like, like not that you're not going to be busy. It's just like maybe not with work stuff. Well, I like that Uranus square, Venus square Uranus on the 14th too, because it also does feel like a, I don't know, it's a test of whatever you set on the first, not to, not to make it too much about new year's resolutions, because I know that that's kind of a fraught way of looking at things, but thinking of that being, like you said, I said, I was going to be on time. I said, I was going to be doing these things. And it's like, how do you either, it's an opportunity to go, how do I get back on track when something comes up that can kind of distract me or is a frustration? And how do I, how to, how to make sure that those are like built into our plans 
two or that we expect that that will happen knowing that those are that's like the rest of the year it's just as easily can be a trine as a square this so feels just like the end of an era maybe mm-hmm. you brought it up before with saturn getting the fuck out of aquarius come spring and then um pluto moving it does just feel like a wrap on whatever the fuck this decade is kind of <laughs> like it feels like very symbolically moving in a d- new direction especially these last few months of these saturny signs right with capricorn then soon coming aquarius season with saturn and aquarius that we're gonna have saturn i don't even i can't even tell you a saturn and pisces energy like no fucking clue maybe because that when saturn was in capricorn i was like well i'm sure aquarius is gonna be not too wildly different, you know, two of our Saturn-y, Saturn-y signs. But I, yeah, it just feels really like who who are we, Who what are some of these things we're putting behind us and what are the new things that we do want to usher in? It, feel, it really feels like a New Year's Eve's New mm-hmm. Year Capricorn season, New Year. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Saturn Pisces, I'm like interested to see what kind of regulations are done with NFTs, art, music. Mm-hmm. All of those kind of um, like creative endeavors. Uh, I feel like we saw it really with the internet happening in Aquarius. So carrying that thematically into Pisces, I think might be more, which, you know, good or bad, like mm-hmm. censorship could be bad or, you know, it just kind of depends on what, in what way we're making rules. I mean, we're we making it where artists are actually getting paid for their streams. Cool. I, you know, like, so I think it, it can, can depend um but i do well like will healthcare get so bad that everyone just starts chugging essential oils like we'll find out like i don't (laughs) i don't know what this will be well we all have a dose of woo more than before on a on a larger scale uh will that be good i don't i don't don't know know. (laughs) i don't know yeah we'll have to see i mean i think our focus has been really uranian and Mm -hmm. um maybe a bit neptunian and stuff with with the pandemic and with tech and stuff in the last few years so mm-hmm. it'll it'll move <laughs> yeah i think saturn and pisces to me also is very much like cultivating cultivating spirituality like creating containers for it and also maintaining it what do you do to maintain your faith in humanity and maintain your open heart and you know universal love spirit mm-hmm. kind of thing be- when it's in the not woo- easy we yeah. workspace <laughs> yes exactly oh my God. <laughs> trying not to get tongue-tied that's what i'm gonna uh, uh that's my new we work i'm launching we work we work we work oh my goodness trademark it don't steal it saturn don't i know saturn it. and pisces is gonna make you all boundaryless but or I'm just email it. us and get us help us get these things. Yeah, get it. There actually no calling to the collective. Come, come through. Work. <laughs> yes. Join the enterprise. We'll we'll all just work together. Oh, uh, this last thing that we get at the end of the season two is the. It's not exact transits, but it also feels like exactly. It's just so like perfectly bookended that the moon we get this last like moon through all of the signs because the moon will be in Capricorn on that because when we go into Aquarius season it's like day one is a new moon in Aquarius it's like also like we're going welcome we're to ramping the up time yeah and I feel like that is we're getting ready to go into that time of year that we've been talking about since October which when we say oh 
you know, Mars is going to station direct and then we're going to get moving. It's going to leave shadow mid-March and we're like all of a sudden going to be in mid-March and go, what, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Um, it's going to leave Gemini mid-March, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, completely, yeah. Since, but oof. yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, it's, I mean, in a lot. Yeah. yeah, I'm like since August, so I'm like we're all gonna be ready. But I think that's once it starts moving, we're all gonna go like, oh my god, we're moving. Like, who? And then god. I get a Mars return. It's wow, that traffic. Yeah, like you know, traffic nice. uh, emerging when you've been sitting there for nonstop, and it still is like not slow all of the way, and you're still spending the next few miles going like, can you believe we've been si- we were sitting there for three hours. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like but where the, did this break? Oh, it was a flipped over car. Got it. Okay, yeah. they moved it to the side. We can we can proceed. The moon that moon in Capricorn goes through and makes basically every aspect that we've seen through the month of Capricorn season, ending with this like Chiron square to Uranus at the. I mean, like a mm-hmm. square to Chiron, a trine to Uranus does everything at, on that like final day, and so I do feel like um, I don't necessarily say this for like all the seasons, but I think making. Being like having a daily journal in Capricorn season and being able to look back at the end and see how you felt through all of those things and maybe even go see how you feel that day in in reflection to everything. If it also is kind of a microcosm of the month, too. I don't know. It just seems so perfectly set up that uh, it would be I think it would be interesting if nothing Mm -hmm. else. I can't speak to how helpful or, you know whatever but i'd like to know how people feel at the end of the month and if it feels representative of the month itself i think that's just a good reminder how fast things are gonna what you said like how fast things are gonna move come spring and as well or at least will feel like that after everything's been kind of slow and molasses-y but it's and maybe it's because we're in Tinseltown. It's that good reminder of like all the stuff you're watching on tv was filmed in like 2019 things take forever things you want to do take time Capricorn season reminder. So that doesn't mean don't do anything right now because it's Mercury retrograde because it's Mars retrograde, whatever this is. That is the time to do the, maybe the more Capricorn managerial stuff. If you want a new job, it's making the list of contacts. It's researching the new places you want to work. It's fixing your fucking resume. It's building your website. It's, it's getting ready. And I think that that's, um, this is like a great time to really, clean house, you know, do a if Capricorn. If we think of it one-to-one with 10th house energy, it's where we're seen. And how do we want to be seen? Maybe it's like, if we have time during the house, maybe it's thrifting ourselves a new wardrobe and like getting ourselves looking like how we want it be presented out, out there. I'm so excited to be home after all this wedding time and like put my fucking house together. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait to actually have, get stoned and go to estate sales and like have time so, and it may, maybe that's not your, maybe you're like, no, I'm in like work mode right now, like more power too. But if you have the time for those things that either take money or time, or what's the phrase? Like things are either like cost money, money or it's like, if you, uh, there's like a phrase, it's either like, uh, whatever, but it's like, oh yeah. If I was working all the time then I can afford uh, ordering delivery because I don't have the time to cook. But if I have the time to cook, then honey, I'm going to like leisurely go to the grocery store and make my things and meal prep or do whatever. So usually we either have the time or the money. So if you have the time, take the time. If you have the cash, send it to us. Um, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? And- it's like, it's like, don't punish. Like, I think sometimes like when I'm ultra busy, I've, it's taken me a while to learn. It's like, oh, this is the night you order delivery because you've been working, making money. So like, 
Mm-hmm. Why? Who are you trying to like soak beans right now, bitch? Like it's no. But if you know we ain't working or have this have the space, then then we can do those things that are a little more time intensive. Yeah, thinking thinking of yourself as a resource, I think mm. too. That's both your ability to get and create and build them, but you also your own time, your own energy, your own heart and spirit are also things to all be conserved and wielded intentionally. And Mm -hmm. I think that means to the like, don't be don't be wasting your own time. Don't be wasting your own energy. And also remember that that's like a thing that's I don't know. Life is long. (laughs) <laughs> like if you're if you're lucky if you're lucky if you're lucky this thing we do it's it's really long and so to remember that too both in the results and also in the things that you do where it's also the like I said this to someone where I'm like I feel like I spend so much of my life being mad I'm not I'm not where I think I'm supposed to be when mm-hmm. instead I go like look at your calendar girl there's nothing where else what else are you supposed to be doing right now like <laughs> if if there's something else you're supposed to be doing like by all means, go do it. But as far as I can tell, you're where you're at. So be be there. Be make this the most of where you're at, and uh, mm-hmm. plan plan do those things. But also, this is a day, like at the same time, this is a day that you're used. Like it's yours to use or lose. So I like this brings me back to wedding too, because I think wedding <laughs> wedding is life. Wedding helped me think too of like when people are like, oh, do you want to do this? This it's like it's so easy to get yourself distracted in the shit no one's even going to notice or care about. So I do think that prioritization too of what actually needs to get accomplished. I know my, I'm, I'm so good at making, finding every excuse in the world. Like, well, I have to do this thing before I do that thing. Cause I can't do that thing unless I do that thing. And it's like, really bitch. Or is that, an amazing excuse for yourself that works every single time. Mm-hmm. So I think to clearing your slate as best you can unload, you know, I think a lot of times Capricorn season, like bringing on the work and taking it on, they can do the impossible. It's like, this feels really offloading what you can offload. And that was also the best advice too, for the wedding. Oh my God. Like the week of like, okay, well, we're going to drive this and we'll do two trips and we'll do this. I'm like, no, I'm going to hire someone or I'm going to call a friend to like, help me with that like as much as you can offload offload because i think we're gonna have a lot of stuff that we're gonna up upload come mm-hmm. gotten come spring so still some time but you gotta make space to bring in the new stuff too i feel like time is also gonna move pretty quick when you feel like you know exactly what you're doing and what you have like where you're going time moves mm-hmm. real slow when you're just like oh, there's nothing to do like where uh, am I? oh i'm not there whatever all of those things the way you know the mm-hmm. the way oh, up yeah. the hill takes a long time, but the way back down when once you know exactly where you've gone, what you have to do, how how many switchbacks before you get to the bottom, you're like, oh, we're already at the bottom. Like, huh. The way I say every day to myself, wow, thinking about the thing I wanted to do truly took longer than doing, doing the thing. Yeah. Every time. Well, I'm excited well, for Capricorn season. I am too. And if you're here, do the damn thing and subscribe to our YouTube page. I, <laughs> oh my God. Yes. yes YouTube. I know that Chris Brennan bullied you... us into going on YouTube. So here we are. We appreciated the bullying. It worked. I know that some of you might be new to us on here. So this is what we do. Um, and also <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> Hopefully you like it. Uh, feel free to comment, like, subscribe, all the above. 
all that shit. Oh, and we'll get into this new moon and full moon in way more detail on our Patreon, patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast, where we'll cover every month's new moon and full moons in greater detail. And you can find out who spilled that glass of wine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a good story. We spill the all the deets <laughs> yeah we Patreon. do we do get a little more loose if you there. can believe we are looser than this uh... <laughs> somehow we think that our enemies don't have five dollars to find <laughs> out the things we're saying about them but well, we just take that risk we just take that if you're gonna pay uh, good for you well that's very cap season pay for that punishment darling <laughs> get over on patreon yeah good for you um, you're doing amazing, sweeties. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Capricorn season. We will see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast, on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod, and TikTok at What's Your Sign Podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us What's Your Sign Podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Logan, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chenu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.